every single headline, every link, everything is backed up by all this research and knowledge you gained, right? So you're not thinking piece by piece, blog post by blog post, even not only in, in strategy, but you're delivering kind of a complete artwork. Hey, I'm Mark Stöcker, and this is Global Content, where I travel the world virtually and find content creatives from around the world that teach me interesting new stuff and show me how they do things. My idea for global content was always to talk with interesting content creators and content strategists from around the world. And today, uh, I have the pleasure of talking to Enchi Chang. She's an advisor at the AMG Digital Marketing and Design Company, and she's consulting companies from Taiwan on how to create compelling websites for their domestic market, as well as for the international markets and their exports. She is an expert in all things to research because she has a highly academic background and has been studying in several cities throughout the globe. So her experience is wide and her approach is unique and i'm very happy to have her on the show welcome angie thank mark for the invitation i'm very excited with this opportunity glad you could make it um we had so many chats in the past at the meetup and at various other events so i just took a chance and asked you if you had a few moments to to, to share to spare and share uh, some of your wisdom with us in content marketing so yeah thanks you could make it jumping right to the point actually i don't know anything about taiwan and you just told me that um there's a lot of manufacturing industry going on. So the question I have about this is, could you just describe what you, you're actually doing in your day-to-day -day job of advising to AMG and advising to the clients, actually? When a client is going to uh, build a new website and they need um, advice for the direction, my advice would uh, contain uh, two parts. Uh, first is kind of uh, market analysis and then uh, uh, advice for marketing strategy for their website. And the other one uh, would be uh, a content creation. Okay, awesome. So that is what uh, I'm actually interested the most in, as you might know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love content creation uh, tactics uh, and discussions of all sorts. And I was wondering if you could share a bit about how content marketing for these machinery or B2B companies is uh how it is how is it working in in taiwan because i have i have no idea what kind of country is taiwan anyways in regards to machinery is it a strong industry there do you have a lot of companies in that area yep yep uh, machinery is one of the um, strongest uh, industry in taiwan probably after computer industry so um you you're working a lot with these uh, companies and do they have the same um, requirements as most companies in Germany have because you're now living here in Germany you probably can compare very well yep I would say um, the idea of marketing as, as I mentioned in the beginning most of the companies in Taiwan are small and medium-sized uh, companies um, especially if we compare um, the size of the companies in Taiwan with uh, the size of companies in Germany so uh, they, um, the companies in Taiwan don't have a lot of uh, resources. So um, their idea of marketing is still quite uh, 
rudimentary even um, for um, online marketing or digital marketing because um, when we talk about uh, digital marketing or online marketing here we're not um, just talking about the content um, online what you have to put uh, in the website we also talk about email marketing uh, social media marketing or um, like uh, SEO um, and uh, etc but uh, for Taiwanese companies, especially in the B2B domain, their idea of um, online marketing, marketing is to, to have a website and then uh, yeah, try to uh, go to the top, Google ranking. Of the That's search it. results, yeah, yeah, exactly. So their main focus is um, kind of still, if, you, if, you, if I would use that word, yeah, still the website and not the other channels let's talk about the websites uh, and the content you're creating yep. um how is it is it any different um to content you would create in germany or is it is it just the same but you said the problem was they don't speak english very well mm -hmm. can, can can you explain that to me because i was i was very sure everybody in taiwan speaks excellent english because of the computer <laughs> industry but people working in a big city such as uh, taipei um yeah, um, you can find more people speaking good English, but um, even uh, in my hometown, my hometown is the second largest uh, city in Taiwan right now. Um, it's it's probably difficult to find uh, people speaking good English. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, wow. But um, language is not the only issue. Uh, based on my experience so far, those clients, uh, they work very hard uh, to sell their products uh, to different countries. And um, yeah, I can only say they try very hard. But uh, the problem is, um, based on my experience so far, um, sometimes um, I found uh, they don't um, understand so well about their products or they don't know how to describe their products. Oh, I see. So they are so they are totally in. They kind of they understand their product perfectly well, but they yep. never thought about how to communicate that to the outside world and with all the uh, specific um, words used in the industry or anything. They just they just know it in in their uh, mother tongue, but they they have never thought about how you would call that in China, in India, in Germany, in France. Yeah, uh, in China probably. Um, the same uh, because while well, actually uh, Taiwan has more uh, business ties with China and we speak the same language but uh, for um, yeah makes the, sense sorry so um, they don't know how um, their uh, products will be called in English yeah uh, and sometimes even while well, for example in in the states or in Britain um, the same product would have different names. And um, mm -hmm, they're, yeah. they're innocent, uh, very innocent uh, about that, yeah. So uh, they need um, somebody to describe um, their products for them so um, they can increase the exposure um, on the internet. Ah, I get it. So your work isn't essentially improving necessary or isn't improving existing content they have but really really creating content from scratch often like really um defining what are the features and how are they labeled or named internationally at least in english um and what is important what's not 
Um, so you're really doing kind of research and groundwork for creating the content pieces. Yep, um, your summary is perfect. Yeah, so um, my job is not just to write something, but also um, to do market research. And um, because you have to understand your market, uh, yeah, then uh, you, you, you know what your uh, clients, your customers want. Then you can uh, provide um, um, sufficient information and write information for your clients, for your customers. Yeah, and actually provide value instead of just telling all the same, you know, uh, super fluffy stuff over and over again and uh, well-known things. But yeah, actually, if you want to provide value, you need to dig in and um, find out uh, the details. Yeah, uh, would you run us uh, through your kind of process if you if somebody asks you to create a um, or, or create a, a website for mm -hmm. a P two B machinery company? Where do you actually start? Um, do you start with the competitors or do you look for the industry overall? Or do you have, is this something you follow a process every single time or is it very, is it highly individual how you, you go about it? I would say um, it, it's a case by case uh, work because um, different clients have different um, demands. Um, so uh, they, they actually have a picture of what they want. But um, normally I would, um, start by asking some questions like um, what they uh, want in next five years. You kind of ask for the goals first, so you can you can manage the expectations and 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 everything better. That is actually a good idea. Yeah, that's sometimes uh, well because the um, client is not clear of themselves. Uh, I'm using academic approach here. Um, so I have to go online, search for information, understand the industry, and uh, uh, check what uh, the trend of that industry. So um, yeah, it, sometimes uh, I find the client might be um, um, out of track or um, their um, knowledge is not updated enough. So I would um, tell oh, them see. Yeah, what's the trend in the um, industry right now and um um, which direction they, uh, they have to go yeah so it's kind of a sparring you're doing with them you tell you kind of you you you're showing them where the competition is where the industry is the trends are going and then you yeah you kind of do a review of their current position and actions yeah and from then on you you recommend which which way to go or what what strategy to use in terms of the marketing yeah um yep. so that sounds like a very wholesome approach, a very complete approach, and and uh, yeah, I like that very much. So you're not you're not producing content pieces, but you're actually creating a true strategy strategy to to reach the the designated goals over time. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, um, that's my uh, philosophy of of building a website because if you don't know the trend of the uh, market, um, you cannot. Uh, um, you cannot win it. Yeah, yeah, you cannot design a website which would cater to uh, um, your customers' needs. And um, well, if once you uh, establish a website, it might last uh, several days. So if you don't know um, the trend um, of the market in the future, um, what the, it's like uh, you build up a, a website, you just put in content, but um, 
the content would be quite uh, disoriented. Yeah, that's true, actually. So um, you, you're starting out with the research. You're, you're taking a good look at the industry, at all the competitors, and essentially at what is out there already. And you're going back to the client, you're showing your findings, and mm -hmm. then you're suggesting them to um, create a website with um, a certain structure or a certain type of content or certain formats of content. And they, they pick essentially what they what they like or what they can afford, or de depending on the client. So they, 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 they make a few choices. And then it's off to you again to create all this content, right? Yep. Uh Well, there are two parts uh, here. One is um, the content, um, the copywriting um, in the website, and the other one will be the design. Uh, so you have yeah. the flash, but you need a proper bone, uh, bone structure. So um, for that part, a web design, uh, I actually took a self-learning uh, uh, course of web design. So I write not only the content, I also... Um, I can uh, do a bit of coding by, by myself. So. Um, oh wow! I didn't know. Yep, cool. yep. It's it's fun. Uh, I like to learn new things. So, actually, um, uh, by learning a uh, web design, I can I can understand um better SEO and also uh, what kind of website structure um is uh, the trend. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Actually, yeah, because you you understand how the inner workings are, so you can better yeah make sense. Yeah, so when I, for example, when I um, check market information for the client, I also uh, check um, other uh, leading companies' websites. Um, and uh, when I check the website, I not only I check the content, I also check their uh, uh, codes, their coding in the website. Uh, to see if there is SEO going on or if they have uh, specialists working on their ranking and everything. Yeah, like uh, what kind of color they use, uh, what kind of font uh, style they use, and uh, the font size, that kind of thing. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you mean on the visual level? Oh, cool. Yep. So you kind of because you 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 treat uh, the competitors kind of as data yep. to find out what is working and what isn't, and because they are doing it, it it is probably working for them. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. It's a good idea, actually. Use your competitors as a data source. So. Um, I, I'm curious. Um, how is the overall content landscape, if you, if you, if you could say so, in in Taiwan for these companies? Is there a lot of um, online content for the machinery industry out there? Do they do YouTube's blogs, podcasts, whatever? Is there a lot of content created, or is it um, not so much content? No, not so much. Yeah. Um, so there's a huge opportunity if you create some, you can you can really win. Yep. Uh, but um, I found you have to have a right. Uh, for example, YouTube is uh, quite popular right now, but you have to uh, have a right strategy. What kind of content you want to deliver um, on YouTube? So even though definitely, uh, yeah, yeah, agree. Even though you have a, a YouTube channel, but uh, for a B2B company, it's very difficult to uh, go um, go to the top of the list because it's B2B. Yeah, yeah. I actually had this discussion with uh, my coworker Prashant, and you know him from the meetups maybe as well, mm -hmm. um, about that exact topic. It, it, I mean, you, you require great ideas, um, mm -hmm. um, but B2B can be interesting. 
you can create compelling stories and or communicate compelling stories but the thing is you you got to invest the time and the effort and uh, to me it seems like these companies they're very conservative uh, about their marketing so they probably won't spend a lot of money on creating uh, an awesome youtube channel yep you're correct uh, you use a correct word uh, conservative <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to to use a word that is, you know, not offensive or anything, um, because I can totally understand it. It, I mean, if you if you're working in, in in machinery, you have a different view on on innovation and 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 the the, the acceleration of change generally, because it's just just a much slower paced industry. Mm-hmm. I, I would think. Mm-hmm. I mean, by no means an expert, and if anybody out there listens, and I'm totally wrong. Please let me know. Get back to me. <laughs> but from <laughs> okay. how I read it, um, technology is not the thing for the machinery guys. Actually, yes, there is Industry 4.0 and everything. But if you consider what uh, clouds and IoT in consumer world are doing, um, IoT uh, in, enter- in 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 the machine industry is um, is just slower in all the processes. On the other hand. It's just natural because people expect these machines to last for for a decade, two or three decades even, and run 24 hours without a hitch. So it needs to be reliable and proven, and it's just a different mindset maybe. So they can, you know what I mean? It's just they can't can't progress so quickly because everything needs to be safe and reliable. Mm -hmm. So if if you take over that thinking to your marketing, you kind of... You're preparing for failure in a way because marketing is completely different. It's it's quick and it's it's yeah, it needs change and agility all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the reason for um, they uh, being so conservative, I, I would like I would like to add one more reason. Um, most of this B two B companies, uh, small companies in Taiwan, they are um, OEM companies. So um, there are a lot of uh, substitutes in the market. Um, that's why um, they are con- so conservative um, in terms of uh, revealing their information. Especially some of these companies, they have own, their own patents. And so if they, um, they, they think if they talk too much, uh, well, um, their products might be copied very quickly. Uh, so they're trying to protect their intellectual property and their knowledge and their know-how by talking, but more or less not talking too much about the product, which if you consider today's um, economic rule set doesn't make so much sense because if you're not visible on the internet, you're essentially out of business in a way for most industries at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially during this um, pandemic. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 combine that with uh, with being relying on on exports. Yep. Yep. Um, if, yeah. If I, you if you can't travel easily to to other continents or even countries, um, it plays a huge role to have excellent uh, digital communication. True. Yep. Yep. My um, opinion as a website is um, not enough uh, for today's B two B. Uh, marketing domain. In my opinion, uh, those small and medium-sized companies in Taiwan have to find a way to uh, develop their, um, for example, social media marketing. Um, yeah. And uh, the 
the agency uh, I work with actually now um, represents a German company. It's a B2B platform, um, industriesdoc.com. And I think that this kind of platform might be a chance for B2B uh, companies. I, I know it a little bit, but maybe you could give a quick overview of what industry stock um, uh, is, actually, so that our listeners understand better. It's um, an online uh, B2B uh, directory. It's kind of a, um, a matching platform for B2B companies. Uh, so um, yeah, the supplier and uh, the buyers can go online, and uh, so the suppliers can uh, find a client's um, there and uh, um, the buyers can find suppliers there. Um, yeah, and um, with industrystock.com, the idea is to yeah actually be able to search for um, a product you need and get the providers listed, but also they have several uh, editorial content offerings where they do newsletters and they provide help with yep. online advertising and everything. Yep. So um, it's kind of a... Yeah, a one-stop shop for uh, a manu for the manufacturing industry in Taiwan to uh, provide um, or to 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 be visible internationally, more yeah, or less. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think it's a great idea. There's a lot of these platforms out there for different markets and different countries and regions, but this is uh, definitely one of the better one, yeah, at least but, from my um, perspective. The most famous, uh, the most famous one in the world, probably is Alibaba.com. But um, there are so many companies on that platform. So um, even though you join the platform, you become um, invis invisible. That's why um, that's an idea of the agency. They want to uh, collaborate with European B two B platform. Yeah, that's why um, they found Industriesdoc.com. That, that is uh, definitely a way to go. So you see industries uh, or the industry stock platform as a as a content pr platform for the clients as well. So not just put yourself with your products on there, but use all the features like events and, and the possibility to create info pages, fill them with content you create, right? Well, the, the content uh, industry stock dot um, com. Uh, put on their website probably um, is helpful to attract uh, more um, registers. But uh, for um, participants on that platform, they can also put, um, for example, put a self-introduction in on it. It's it's like uh, Zing. You have a company page. Uh, you, you can put uh, some company information on it. Um, but uh, basically, um, for for uh, participants, buyers, or um, uh, suppliers on industrystock.com, um, they they attract uh, buyers or find um, uh, suppliers through still through keywords. So keywords is very uh, keywords are very important. Yeah, and also um, you are in a SEO job. Um, this kind of platform actually is helpful for ranking as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you would say um, companies need to use these kind of tools and social media channels and all the other possibilities much more to actually bring their content, their communication to the people well, instead um, of just sitting there and waiting for them to hit the website. Uh, uh, speaking from my 
own. Uh, I can only speak from my own ex experience. Um, while you you are in um, content marketing as well, so uh, we know uh, there are various content marketing tools like email marketing, blogs, uh, social media platforms, uh, or our videos. Um, and a website is only one of them. Well, uh, I would say a website is important, but um, not enough uh, for today's online marketing or digital marketing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not sufficient anymore to kind of have a presence that you wait for people to visit, mm -hmm. um, because they might they might they might not find you with the keywords you're ranking uh, good for. Mm -hmm. Um, but they are nonetheless looking for you. Now you could you could argue, well, you gotta up your SEO game and be uh, more visible to the right keywords. But in some industries, that is highly competitive, very expensive to do, or even close to impossible to achieve. Mm -hmm. So you need to come up with other ways on how to reach um, or, or yeah, reach people and how to bring traffic to your. Mm -hmm. You could say traffic to your website in in different ways, so people. Uh, you know can learn more about the company and the products um and i i definitely think social media is one of these tools it's definitely the strongest besides seo and website content itself yeah we um, we probably would not have enough time to talk about this but actually uh, in taiwan for example uh or in china um in china we use uh wechat and in taiwan we use line um so um even for business uh, to business uh, uh, companies, they are kind of social media um, message uh, platform. Uh, they are essential for doing business right now. We're, we're seeing uh, um, companies in Germany are, are using uh, WhatsApp, but uh, not to the extent you will find uh, in China um, about uh, WeChat and um, Line in Taiwan. Yeah, uh, the social media usage is very different in the in, in the individual countries and especially across continents. As I understand, in China, uh, I'm not an expert. Everybody is kind of on WeChat. Everything's on WeChat, and you sell and buy there. How is this with Line in Taiwan? Is this comparable, or is Line more considered a messenger? I actually don't have much experience with it, to be honest. I, I would say Line in Taiwan now is more like WeChat in China right now. Line is a very uh, popular app, uh, messaging app uh, in Japan, um, in um, Taiwan, and probably also in Thailand. You can do anything um, online. It's not just sending messages to your family and friends. It's a way of business. Besides uh, this messaging services, uh, while well, WeChat and uh, Line both have... Um, their own online stores and uh, those online stores are uh, available for already large online uh, retailers there and also for um, small and medium-sized retailers there and uh, you can have you can use payment online as well for me myself i'm a cartoon fan well there are so many things about uh, messaging app but uh, the thing uh, uh, fascinates me the most is um, the stickers function so uh if we use uh whatsapp it's it's a subsidiary of uh, facebook we can find a lot of uh, free stickers there but uh, line mm -hmm. has go beyond that 
um, they create cartoon characters, uh, stickers, and those characters become um, their ambassadors, the brand ambassadors for Line. So um, mm, Line, co yeah, Line collaborate with a different um, shops. You can have a sales promotion using those uh, ca cartoon characters. Oh, I see. Now I get what you're trying to say. It is they they they're not just providing a tools for means of communication, but they're going um, much more in. They're providing kind of a a complete a, a styled throughout space, and they're creating kind of their own, you could say, kind of world, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I want to go back to the content aspect of it. We could probably do a separate, um, a separate episode on messaging, and I would love to do that. So um, let's talk about this after the show. Uh, but for now, going back to the companies we were talking about. So we have these small and mid-sized companies in Taiwan, and they're trying to sell internationally. So, and, and you said they don't have a very good English, so you're creating a new website for them. So do they, they have a a, a, a kind of a, a, a local website which is in Chinese and then they have a an English version of the website and is the content the same or do you create content for the international market with a different uh, audience different personas different um, focus yeah good question uh, actually yeah uh, because I think the agency and the client in the beginning will think well if I create uh, Chinese and uh, English content, I probably just translate the content directly, but uh, it's not the case because uh, most of these companies have two web, at least two websites, English and uh, Chinese. But uh, while you will be qu quite surprised uh, when the client um, told you sometimes, uh, yeah, some clients would have like uh, markets in a, uh, um, different continents. So uh, yet, uh, some of the clients of this agency has even a Russian website. Yeah, um, but um, back to the issue, uh, um, we, we focus on English and Chinese website. So uh, for domestic and uh, for domestic market and international market, uh, the focus uh, might not be different. Uh, so for example, if a company sells uh, 10 products, so uh, in um, Taiwan, this company might have the best uh, sales uh, in product A uh, and B, but in other countries, uh, C and D, then you have to uh, create different contents for this product. For, for the structure, um, we might not be able to uh, um, change too much uh, based on uh, the uh, design and infrastructure of this agency, uh, the structure, we cannot do anything about that. But for the content, we have to modify and um, cater the content to different markets, different language markets. Yeah, which may, yeah, makes yeah. total sense because if you're, if you're a market leader in Taiwan, but you're not very well known outside of Taiwan, you probably need to write a different copy and explain your product and your company differently because you're not you know you're not uh, the powerhouse but you're just somebody yep. um, in the other market and it needs to be a different it might even be that you need to have a different tone to your to your copy yep. to all the text that is written um that that makes a lot of sense so so it's it's again it's case by case you decide what kind of company 
um, and or what kind of standing the company has in the different markets or um, yeah, where the clients are. If it's a new market, it's it's a freshly uh, created market. If it's did they enter it just recently? All these all these factors come into play. Okay, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So um, just translating is not the solution if you want to go international, right? No, and uh, some some uh, things you just cannot uh, translate directly. The meaning will be lost in translation. Yeah, you you have to uh, um, write the uh, content for separate uh, languages. I was about to ask, what is the approach you you create? The the research is probably always the same, but you just use different data, so you have a different outcome. And with that outcome, you approach the individual uh, copywriter, and they write this in their uh, native language, in their mother tongue, right? No, I write both English and Chinese. Because writing mm-hmm. a, um, content for a website uh, needs to uh, have uh, the idea of the market, and also um, uh, the idea of uh, Google ranking and also uh, SEO. So um, yeah. it, it's a lot of work. And um, what if someone, uh, someone else uh, writes a content, if I just do the research and someone else write, uh, writes a content, um, the research part or uh, the uh, keywords part might be lost. I am not aware of uh, whether other copywriters, at least in Taiwan, uh, take the same approach. Um, but I use uh, my uh, principle of doing academic research uh, to write the content. Um, that's why uh, the agency think uh, thinks um, my style is quite different from other copywriters because they contact other copywriters as well. But uh, they think my approach uh, benefits uh, the client. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with them. That we had a lot of discussions about this over this over the last years when whenever we met, and I I, I second this. I think that approach uh, it's unique in quality. That's why that's actually one of the. Uh, reasons why I wanted to talk to you about this so that we not run over time I'd like to quickly recap a few of these things and you tell me if I got this right okay yep, yep. as you said the research part you you kind of do this academic research and I mean you have that academic background I yep. mean, we didn't we didn't talk about this but you you've you've even written studies on social media and content so it, it is actually it's your nature to 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 work ac- academic yeah um so this is the the approach you take you go you go all in on research this is the main part for you and from then on you use i think i I would uh, i would think you use personas and target audience definitions to cater to to cater that um correctly towards uh, the audience and then you're creating the content and you're creating actually the chinese and the english content and um and you're also advising the structure of the website. So we're, we're touching on user experience and information architecture here as well. So it's a very whole, uh, yeah, a very whole hard, uh, no, how to say that, a very complete approach to everything. I, I imagine this is, uh, there, there must, you know, it's a huge picture you have in your brain for all, all the clients you're working. Um, and, and I think it's amazing because what you actually describe is you're, you're overseeing the whole thing 
and integrating all the, the different pieces and the moving parts and that results in uh yeah in, in excellent web pages because every single headline every link everything is written with uh, all this res- backed up by all this research and knowledge you gained right you're not thinking pe- what i'm trying to say here is you're not thinking piece by piece block post by block post or no, no. um you you're thinking uh, not uh, even not only in in strategy but you're delivering kind of a complete uh, kind of a complete artwork, <laughs> if you, if you wow. might say so. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have to say again, it's teamwork. It's not just uh, my work. Um, I just, uh, um, it, it's fun for me to do this. Uh, so I really appreciate the agency. Um, uh, um, let me, uh, um, let me have a chance uh, to uh, try this. And um, yeah, to be honest, I just use uh, my uh, style of supervising students' dissertation <laughs> in uh, working <laughs> on the website. Yeah. 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 Well, it makes perfect sense. Oh, so, for me, my takeaway for today is um, you, you got to go into the trenches, you got to do your research. It is an ongoing process, you never finished. The more you learn, the more you can optimize. Yep. So um, don't don't order individual pieces of content probably on some online platforms, but get somebody work on your website that has a complete approach to it that thinks it through. Otherwise, you will it will just be subpar results. If yep. you want excellent results, you need somebody um, to actually do the work, uh, take the responsibility, f- uh, um, and and deliver and and go into the details that makes a lot of sense for me actually Angie yeah yep. totally yeah um uh, I think the approach um in the industry right now is um you hire somebody and then uh, write a piece of article and put that um on uh, online um in the website but um what uh, as you say this um website uh construction or maintenance it's a holistic a uh, project you have to uh, yeah. my approach is um well, when I um, uh, um, think think the website for the client, I would think uh, who would visit uh, this website. Like you say, persona, probably not so detailed, but I would think uh, who would uh, check the website, what this person wants from this website. Yeah. yeah. Then I'll think about um, market research and then um, how the um, website should be uh, structured, um, etc. Yeah. So yeah, the holistic approach it, it is it is that you yeah, it kind of there's a brain behind everything then, and, and not just a specific idea to a single piece of isolated content, and that makes a difference. Yeah. It, um, wow. Well, uh, if we create only um single uh, pieces of content uh, for our whole website um. The website looks uh, a bit disoriented, uh, so it's it's more like um, construct a company's uh, marketing strategy. You have to uh, have a guiding principle um, at the top, so you would know mm-hmm. what you would do in the following steps. Um, I'm I can relate to that idea very much. We're trying to do uh, it in in the same way. I mean, in, in a different way, but kind of in the same way. Um, you got to put in the work, and it has to be holistic as um, as much as it as it can get, um, and that leads definitely to totally different results. 
On the other hand, we do have a lot of competitors. They work content piece, piece by content piece. Mm-hmm. And I do see they do have some, uh, yeah, they do have some some success with that depending on the industry and the audience. Mm-hmm. No, but I agree. over time, over time, it you, you can actually see you can you you can see how they're struggling because this is something that works if there's not much content out there or the niche is not uh, taken already and you can put up you know a few blog posts and create a bit of. Uh, a few video clips maybe and you you get uh, uh, the lion's share of the market but as soon as competition arises you don't you it doesn't go very far with that approach because then you're just it's kind of a hamster wheel then you're just trying to create new blog posts and you're just pumping new stuff out and the quality gets lower and lower and lower so this is where i think your approach with uh, the academic research and uh, and the uh, holistic strategy and execution comes into play and makes a difference that is a total different approach and it can lead to results for years to come and not just a a single effect or for a few weeks or months so yeah thanks for sharing that angie uh really appreciate you took the time and thank you for for the invitation i'm really glad you could make it and I'm 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 hopeful we can do a a line or maybe some chat uh, um, episode uh, maybe next year. Uh, I'll keep in touch with you about that. And um, yeah, um, see you next time at the meetup or whenever. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, thank, thanks again for taking the time, Angie. Goodbye. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, I keep in touch. <laughs> That's it for today's show. Thanks again, Angie, for taking the time. I'll have her LinkedIn linked in the show notes. Um, if you want to get in touch with Enchi Chung, please do so via the link. And yeah, until next time. <laughs> <laughs>